everybody. Welcome in to our podcast for fans of It's a Pop Culture Podcast. If you've been listening along with myself and Shay Corrigan all season, we covered The Bachelor and we had such a fun time that we decided to branch out a little bit. We're all stuck at home. We're all streaming and we got a lot to talk about. We'll still be covering The Bachelor because let's be honest, there's a lot to talk about. But we're going to talk about Netflix, what everyone's streaming on Hulu, um, especially in a time where everyone seems to be home and it's what everyone is talking about. Shay, it's weird not having you next to me. Yeah, I don't know where you are on the screen right now. And gesture of like, here she is. I'm like, I'm very far away from you. <laughs> this is my, my childhood room closet right here. I went home for the quarantine. Um, but how are you holding up? How are things? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, you know, as we've sort of been talking about, just like, dove deeply into sort of catching up on my um, to stream list. And I thought this was going to be like a great opportunity for me to finally watch some of the shows that I just like never got around to. I was like, maybe now is the time for Mad Men. Um, and then there's just like Netflix is releasing so much new stuff. Um, I was, you know, occupied with sort of keeping up with that. So that's, that's why I've been on. It's funny. I always said I didn't have time to catch up. I shamelessly will admit I've never seen Game of Thrones. I've never seen Breaking Bad. I definitely am more of a reality trash television <laughs> person. Um, but even still, there's so much that they're cranking out. I can't stop watching the new stuff that's pushing out. But before we start talking about that, we got some Bachelor gossip to catch Me up too. on. Somehow The Bachelor has more interesting like gossip and action happening now during like the self-isolating quarantine whatever than all of peter's season i'm more riveted by tana than anything else i just feel like there's something about reality television you know we knocked it for a while but now as everyone transitions into social media it's like the season doesn't end during that finale it yeah. continues on i feel like i'm almost more invested because the producers aren't as involved and we're getting you know the real Peter, the real Hannah Ann, whatever they're up to. Um, can we talk a little bit about, we haven't even caught up since uh, Peter and Maddie's relationship lasted all of 12 hours <laughs> after the finale. Um, let, let's dive into that a little bit because I don't think it came as a shock to anyone that it didn't last, but I was shocked at how quickly we saw those Instagram posts go up. It just really disappointed me because I feel like I... I don't know. I was vindicated in like the worst way in that I know I'm cynical. Like I know like I'm too big of a fan of like unreal and other shows to like truly buy into it. But even for that, like the finale just felt so manufactured. And the fact that like their relationship didn't even last a full day before they broke up. It was like, did they, I mean, down to like Chris Harrison going to Alabama to like, get Madison and all that stuff. It's like they, everything they did, for the finale, it seemed like they did for the finale, for TV, to like give some semblance of an interesting ending. And it had nothing to do with how either of them felt. And like, I don't know, to go like full like uh, truth or just like maybe it was like in their contract that they had to like agree to a certain thing or like something bananas like that. Um, and so like the fact that like it was like, all right, like time's up, we can like sort of call this charade and move on with our lives just meant like, all right, so we all kind of knew the finale was bullshit to begin with. And now it just seems even more certain that that's the case. I was just like, it was one big duh. Of course it didn't work out, but there mm -hmm. was a part of me that wanted to buy waste wasted. Trying <laughs> to be a harsh word, but we watched two nights of that finale. We were waiting for something to happen. The only exciting thing was Barb rolling her eyes in the stands or in the audience. 
So it became clear that there wasn't something there. The tension was real. Um, and that post, it was just like a ticking time bomb. We were waiting for them to hit send on that. So yeah. it begs the question. Um, you know, we saw I don't, Selena Gomez posted Madison and they're at Target, like buying games for quarantine. And I don't understand how this like pseudo celebrity works post bachelor life, mm-hmm. but to just where, where is the crossover between Madison and Selena Gomez? How does that come into play? Right. And like, what is like a Selena Gomez sliding into Madison's DMs because like, or is she, I don't know. Like there's yeah a lot of follow-up questions on like, how does that friendship happen? And are they still quarantined together now? It's so, yeah, I don't, I just feel like everyone is taking this whole uh, situation one day at a time. And it's interesting to me to see who is quarantined with who, because yeah. quite frankly, to be locked in any kind of uh, closed space with people, you get on each other's nerves. I don't care if it's Tyler C, like you're going to get on someone's nerves after a while. And, you know, we have Madison and Selena Gomez and we also have Tyler C and Hannah reuniting. Yes. Which I feel like that's been a whole journey. And I will be honest, I'm not following closely along. Like every day, also they, they've chosen like TikTok as their medium of choice where like that's where they're primarily putting out their content. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're quarantined together and they're playing games and they're being cute. And there are other people around who I don't really know who they are because I'm not that deep in. So I will sort of cop to that right away. But like they're, they've created like this whole other like mini reality show of just like, maybe they're like low, maybe it's like a backdoor pilot to like an actual Bravo is going to come out with this uh, in the future. But yeah, they are, and they're consistent. It's like every day there's new Tana as Twitter is calling them content. I don't know if I can get behind the the Tana name, but yeah. not only did Tyler join TikTok, I just, I don't like the pet name. I feel like it gives me like, like Brad and Angelina, like Brad, whatever it was, Brent. I can't even yeah. say it. That's just, point. <laughs> yeah, it's like a thing of like pop culture past. It's like, oh, we've moved on. It's not cute. It's yeah. not great. But they, Tyler joined TikTok, Hannah joined TikTok, and then they have an account that is the quarantine crew. They've labeled their like situation. So now they're trying to like make it a thing. Um, and I just, I, I don't, I don't know what's going on. I can't, I don't know if I buy into it. And yeah. there's rumors of that floating around on the internet as well. Yeah. And there's also like one of my friends and I don't know, I should have looked this up, whether she was like, Candace came off the top of her head or Reddit or somewhere else. Um, but the, the conspiracy that I personally love that ABC is paying Hannah and Tyler to quarantine together so that it could like both make up for Peter's poor season and then also keep up energy knowing that uh, Claire's bachelorette season is going to be delayed so that the whole like like all of Bachelor Nation like has like rallied around this like mini show in between where they picked you know the two probably most famous and currently favorite bachelor people um, and they're just yeah, that was, I was like, I kind of love that. I feel like maybe they were motivated on their own, but the idea that ABC was like, we will pay you quarantine together is rich to me. I love, yeah, nothing is ever organic on The Bachelor, but it is cute to see them. You know, no, there's no like suits and like cocktail hours. It's them looking like me in my pajamas for the third day in a row here, just like <laughs> hanging out, trying to learn these TikTok <laughs> dances. So I think it's really charming. I wouldn't, I would watch that, especially after last season. I don't think I was um, too keen on Pete's season. 
-hmm. I wanted to like it. It just wasn't, it didn't give me what I wanted. And I'm 10 times over would rather watch these TikToks that they're putting out. So (laughs) I don't know. We'll see. Um, I think that they're going to have a lot of time together if things uh, kind of continue the way they are. Everyone's going to be inside for a while. Right. They better have a deep well of TikTok dances to learn. (laughs) I know. I think they need to space their content out a little better. But, you know, uh, we've got time. Come on. Come on. We don't do five a day. Like maybe like two or three a day. Come on. Just like (laughs) settle down. Uh, But something that you did allude to is we finished Pete's season. Everyone's really excited for Claire's season because she's a little older. Mm -hmm. A nice change of pace in the Bachelor world. And we learn, no surprise to anyone, that filming is just postponed. Mm-hmm. And I've read that perhaps they're going to recast her season um, when they do circle back to filming. I don't know if that was an ABC thing. Twitter timelines are just blending in my brain these days. But um, I was surprised how young some of her casting was. I was expecting more, um, you know, like middle-aged men, older men. And they were all like 26 and she's not 26, which is fine, which is yeah. fine. But it just, it was a strange group of men. I felt like anyone could have been plugged in for that bachelor bachelorette position yeah which is interesting it makes you wonder how if they were holding out hope that somebody that the bachelorette could have come from peter's season if they had sort of put together a like group of like younger men in order to pair with a you know a kelsey or a kelly and then once they sort of realized that (laughs) <laughs> they nobody there was like really a good fit for it that once they went in the clear direction they're like well we've already we already have these men however far down the line I don't know the timeline well enough but I wonder if it was a little bit of a scramble um but in that case yeah originally I was kind of um sort of on the fence or against recasting because why um but if it is an opportunity to make it a more interesting show and a more interesting field I don't see why not Yeah. And in our last episode, we talked to Alex Stern, who works in casting for reality television. And I think the thing that stood out to me with her is that they don't sit people down and like interview them. They have a conversation and try to pick apart who they are just in a normal everyday setting. And I feel like younger people grew up with reality television. They know kind of what plays well on these TV shows. I wonder how tricky it would be to cast someone who doesn't understand like what an influencer is or, you know, social media isn't second nature to them. And if maybe some of these older contestants came off a little dry or a little boring when all is said and done, it's just, you know, me playing producer for a hot second. But Alex also told us like, you know, sort of the, the ultimate truth here, which is you put, you know, alcohol and cramped quarters and anyone and there's drama there. <laughs> and anyone who's had like a particularly spicy Thanksgiving dinner knows that's true with the older people as well. <laughs> you know what? I take it all back. I did. That is what Alex said. She said, it's not that hard to get people to speak their truth. So I, I'm all for recasting. No, nothing against some of the younger guys. We but father-son duo cast them both <laughs> yeah I'm still on board I don't know if Dustin said that or whoever brought that up in one of our past episodes but the idea of maybe bringing in like some brothers or father-son we need something we I need to get hooked because Peter kind of yeah. Peter sweet man sweet gentle soul but I want like trashy contentious bachelor that's what I want I want Claire to find someone that's going to fight for her and not just fight with the other housemates. Well, before that though, like Netflix can help you out with that because 
as I recently learned, they have season 13 of The Bachelor. Why they only have season 13, I don't know. And I also know nothing else about season 13. But I do have it on good authority that it is, like, exceptional and also, like, a uh, amazing time capsule of a time sort of before what you were describing where, like, no one really knows about, like, Instagram or, like, I don't think Instagram maybe even existed back then. But it was, like, all these things it's, like, we think of as, like, part and parcel of the Bachelor experience that just, like, didn't exist yet. And, like, it's not, it's still season 13, so it's not, you know, all the way back to season one. Um, which I did find out is streaming on some like obscure place for free, if that is of interest to you. Um, but yeah, like it is apparently like a pretty wild ride of a season. Do you think you're going to go back and watch uh, these seasons now that you have the the time, the time, quote unquote? Oh, maybe I think I didn't look into it, and maybe I can do that right now. But like, if it's not, if it's so far back, it's before they got into like two hour episodes three times a week or whatever it was, then maybe, you know, if it's like a real reasonable 23 hours, which is the thing that I just said. <laughs> sure, why not? That's that's where we are right now. A reasonable 23 hours. That's like snackable. It's a two-day streaming event. But, maybe yeah. three if you really want to space it out. <laughs> oh, 23 hours. Yeah, I didn't even blink when you said that. I was like, yeah, 23 hours. Okay, sure. <laughs> that's all I'm doing. Uh, the other part of Bachelor news, back to social media, all comes back to social media. Sure. Um, you know, as some of the uh, coronavirus tests are being taken and the results are coming back, um, a lot of celebrities are coming forward with positive diagnosis. And one of them in Bachelor Nation is Colton Underwood, who yeah. is, yeah, who sweets all. We've interviewed him at Fansided. And he, you know, takes to social media and lets everyone know that he's tested pi- positive for the virus. Um, but it was interesting to me seeing this unfold um, because, you know, this whole idea of self-quarantining, everyone needs to, you know, stay at home. A couple of days earlier, as all Bachelor people do, they kind of live tweet and post their day-to-day activities. You know, he posted on his Instagram that they went out because they were getting a little stir crazy. And him and Cassie, they went to the beach. Cassie got stung by a stingray, which is horrible. And they posted the video. She looked very uncomfortable. And then you just kind of thought that was like rock bottom. And then you find out he has coronavirus. So a lot going on in their relationship right now. You know, you hope that they kind of are able to navigate these health woes. But to see this, you know, virus infiltrate Bachelor, Bachelor Nation Um, it's interesting for me to see it unfold in real time because, you know, the politicians aren't live streaming in the way that Bachelor contestants do. And what I thought was really striking about his, the video where he sort of um, announced and updated all his fans with his diagnosis is that he kind of underscored that, like, I think to almost like detrimental effect, one of the early sort of talking points was that like young people are fine. And like, if you're young, it's, you're going to be okay. Um, and he kind of, he in all likelihood will be fine, but he was speaking about how in like sort of his current condition, it's like he couldn't walk upstairs. Like he was so like utterly fatigued and like wiped out. Like he couldn't do normal things. It seems by most accounts, like a otherwise like healthy, active sort of does everything right or whatever you want to say. And like, he wasn't, he, it's still, you know, knocked him out for however many days and like he does have sort of like the luxury of being able to sort of fully quarantine after that and like fully rest and 
you know, not have to do um, sort of anything that would like get in the way of his recovery. But I think it it was just like a sort of necessary sort of wake up call, probably to like a number of people in Bachelor Nation who had subscribed to that, like, I'm young, I'm going to be fine mentality. Yeah, I think it was, and seeing him, I've been watching a lot of Cassie's stories. Um, he's just like in bed, does not look well at all. And to see someone that was like once like a really good athlete and like strong and like very energetic to see him just like gray and in bed. Yeah, you're like, oh my God. So like you said, he didn't necessarily come out and say, hey, heed warning, use me as an example. But I think anyone that sees these stories, hopefully it resonates with them and they recognize what, you know, how serious all of this really is. Um, didn't mean to get so so in the weeds with that, but it is the reality of, you know, kind of what I think universally everyone is um, watching unfold. So um, I don't know if I'd want anyone putting me on their Instagram story if I am ill or unwell or just in bed in general, but uh, <laughs> such is Bachelor Nation practices. Uh, what else is going on in the Bachelor world? Um, are we ready to talk about Listen to Your Heart? Oh, man. I keep forgetting. Are we ever ready? That's real and by all accounts still happening. I think they, as I understand it, wrapped filming. So like we've got a full, well, I guess it was never going to be like a full season. It was always going to be in a bridge, like six week event or whatever it was. But that will be a thing to add to the, to the watch list in April, I guess. Yeah. I wonder if they're going to stretch it out a little bit. I'm sure that they have a ton of cut footage that okay. they tried to, you know, take out to make it a six week thing so that Bachelorette can start on time. But I don't know. I think that perhaps it might be an extended uh, series with all that's given on. I'm not particularly excited for it, but I think I'm very, I'm looking forward to a nice change of pace with something new, new characters, new themes. Um, we don't know what to expect. Yeah, I've got the the uh, sort of enthusiasm that I always bring to the first episode of The Bachelor, which is that like, hell yeah, this is gonna be fun. They're gonna be weird. It's gonna be outrageous. There's like, you know, we've seen the clips of like extremely bananas lines they've got. You know, it's so I've got my energy level is high, and I think higher than most people's, which is I don't know, I have inexplicable. Um, but I think it's gonna sort of like drop off real fast. Like I'll I'll be good for like two episodes, maybe, or maybe just one, and then I will be like, oh right, no, never mind, moving on. <laughs> no, I think perhaps by April we'll be so excited for you know new uh, new characters, new content that we're gonna be like the biggest fans of Listen to Your Heart. I don't know, just a guess. I do fully intend to one of these days just like do like a a deep dive on all these musicians and like find their like SoundClouds or whatever and just truly uh have have a time listening to what they're bringing to the table <laughs> yeah or if they haven't like scrubbed all their socials just yet like you know when they're performing in like a church basement somewhere 10 years ago on youtube or perhaps their myspace that they never deleted um i think that's a, i'm writing this down a little side project for us yeah <laughs> see what we can unearth from their early uh, musical days i love a good like talent show video from high school mm. you know we'll, we'll see what we can find Oh, what else uh, is going on in the world here? We have, I'm so uh, tired of talking about coronavirus because it is obviously a very serious and sad thing. Um, but do we want to talk about the big brother in Germany? Yeah, this, I feel like there's not necessarily a ton to dive into, but it's a mm -hmm. good reminder that with like the reality shows that are filming right now, 
like they are like totally isolated. Like they don't know what's going on in the outside world. And so they, uh, there was a whole sort of thing about how the big brother cast in Germany was that they had to like, sort of like tell them. And they told them cause you know, live TV, like on live TV, like they didn't just like pull them aside or like pause recording or whatever. It was like, you know, part of the, sort of the show of like NPS, like an alert from outside the show, outside the house. Uh, the world was ending. <laughs> Do you think that? I mean, I understand there's a balance to strike. You need ratings. You need engagement. That's a great television moment. Morals, ethics aside. But going down the ethical rabbit hole that I'm going to drag you down, do yeah. you think that it's an appropriate way to handle that? Like, is it worth addressing, surprising these people for views when it's like a global crisis? Um, Putting you on the spot. This didn't bother me. Okay. I think partially because um, everyone in the Big Brother house was as safe as they could possibly be. Like they were literally already quarantined. So I think, I think I I was kind of okay with that. And like it was ingrained enough in sort of the culture of the show that like Big Brother is always live. Like it's every night, and like, I think they have like a twenty four hour stream somewhere. It's like it seemed natural enough to me that it was it was fitting and you knew it wasn't like I don't know it felt less like gimmicky than if there had been a different I don't know if it had been something where the show wasn't usually live and it was like we're gonna do a special we're gonna drop in on the survivor island and give you a live episode where we tell them or whatever it is like I think maybe a different show it would have felt worse and I don't, I don't know enough about the big brother cast because i think you could make the case that if any of the people on the show were related to or close to people that were particularly at high risk then it gets dicier because it's like they're not going to take it as like oh shit like whatever i'm here anyways um so i don't know i think it i think there is probably nuance there and you know producers know enough about their cast members to know what they have going on at home. But I think like right off the bat on the grand spectrum of the ethical ambiguities of reality TV, I think I feel relatively fine about this, which hopefully isn't a statement I come to regret saying on. No, I think you're, you're very poised and articulate with your thought process. So I don't think at all that's like a out of the woodwork uh, take on the situation. I read the headline and I just was like, where are we going with this? But then yeah. I watched it. And like you said, the nature of the show and seeing how it unfolded, um, I felt like it was just part of the show. I didn't think it was gimmicky. There was no like countdown to the coronavirus like finale. No. And I mean, seeing the stuff that's on my timeline with like memes or jokes or whatever, that's a lot more out of pocket than the big brother just articulating what's going on in the outside world. So I don't think you're out of line. I agree with you. I didn't think it was anything um, to kind of turn my nose up about. They they did what the show needed to produce, in my opinion. Oh, but, you know, I was like, what? What are we? This is just the, the tip of the iceberg with our reality crossover yeah you know, global pandemic content. And a couple of people have pointed out that the circle was sort of like so, so ahead of its time with like a reality show based on people being isolated from each other. 
Um, and I know, I know I've seen a couple of people, you know, joke relatively seriously about, you know, how, how are all these reality shows and productions and networks going to fill the content? And it's like, well, come up with shows that work with people where they are, which is <laughs> at home in pods. <laughs> in pods, literally love is blind. Like totally, uh, what's going on in the world right now. Love is blind. The circle, like they never leave the pods. <laughs> never leave the pods. And honestly, I think it's opened my eyes to just how, you know, little we actually need to interact on a daily beat. You know, when they make fun of meetings and they're like, that could have been an email. That's yeah. how I feel about like this. I'm like, wow, I could have just done this over Skype or a lot of Zoom, whatever, happy hour, all that stuff. It's, we live in Chicago. The weather's gross. Like yeah. next time someone wants to drag me to happy hour, I'm going Zoom, right. same stuff. <laughs> Or, <laughs> or we can just stay here again. I have like pajama pants on on the bottom of this. Like you know, this has changed my approach to my social life entirely. I saw someone on Twitter. Um, they had like met someone through an app, and their first date was like over Facetime. Like, we are true. It's kind of cute, right? Like, yeah. I don't know if I would ever do that, but I feel like um, I, would- <laughs> I feel like catch me in like next spring or something this isn't it but shades of kind of the shows that we've been binging um going off of that what have you been watching anything in particular my cue's been a little sad lately so the show that I think it came out last Friday but I it was my big I discovered it Sunday or got around to watching it Sunday afternoon and just like it was like a drop everything totally had my attention show called feel good um it is a I believe it's a Netflix original in the U.S., but a Channel 4 production in the U.K. It's what I'm quickly coming to believe is the best type of Netflix original, is when it's like the 30-minute comedy dramedy. It's six episodes long, which is an excellent length. I'll give you 10, but any more than that, and it's a little dicey. So six episodes, 30 minutes. It follows, it's semi-autobiographical. It follows a stand-up comedian named Mae Martin. She's Canadian, living in England. Um, and it, it follows her a relationship she gets into sort of in the first episode and their um, highs and lows. She's her girlfriend's first gay relationship. So her girlfriend is dealing with her feelings about her sexuality. May is a um, and the way they sort of like face or don't face their own sort of issues as they sort of form this relationship Um is really really engaging and it's just like warm and funny and like one of those shows just like easily works and you find yourself like totally in their world and totally invested and super bingeable um so that's what i've been that's what i've been on oh and lisa cutterow plays her mom which is excellent casting um yeah so that's where i'm at with that's my latest uh smitten netflix pick and i would say it's good for fans of fleabag and master of none which I loved both of those shows. So this has not shown up on my list yet. I'm going to add it right away. And the cast sounds great too. I don't know how I missed this. I feel like sometimes I get so in the weeds with trying to skim past everything. And I always end up on The Office anyway. But um, I would definitely want to check that out. It's like display picture is uh, like a bar comedy club but it's neon and kind of like pinky blue and it has the two of them. It was very like San Junipero visually in that particular thing, but not like all the way through. (laughs) Have you ever noticed when Netflix will change up the like display picture on you and I'll be searching and searching and searching. And like, where is it? Like I'm looking for like the blue background again, just 
clearly mindlessly scrolling on Netflix all the time. It's not that hard. But I was convinced they took Cheer off of Netflix, which is like brand new because they had switched like the title card on me. I was getting angry and I was like speaking into the remote, Cheer, Cheer, Cheer. And eventually it popped up, but I did not recognize the new title card. So Netflix, settle down. I know you got time on your hands these days. Change are also like really weird. And like, I've seen the show. I'm like, that doesn't, that doesn't describe that show or movie at all. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. And it's like, are you trying to attract like an opposite audience, like engage some new viewers? I don't know what they're stra- I'm not a marketing person, but You're I don't appreciate it. Through crime drama and it's a rom-com. What is happening here? <laughs> I feel that way. Like sometimes like the happy rom-com movies, suddenly like they're like dark, eerie titles. They switch. I'm like, this is not, it's a little unsettling. I don't know how I feel about it. Oh man. Um, anything else you? that you're watching watching these days? Okay, so I have been watching a lot of sad uh docuseries. That's okay. been my quarantine mood. Okay. Um, I just watched The Pharmacist and also The Trials of uh Gabriel Fernandez, which I really don't want to dive in because they're both very emotional and will take you some time to get through, but I highly recommend them. I want to talk about what is next on my list because it's all that anyone is talking about. I feel like every time I open a text or I'm scrolling down Twitter, people are talking about Tiger King, which I added to my list yesterday because the preview was just so ridiculous and so random. Uh, I think the full title is Tiger King, Murder, Mayhem, and Madness. And if you had to shuffle up 10 categories and throw them into a hat, I feel like that's what this doc, like it covers everything. It's like, hey, I have tigers. Here's guns. Here's this. Here's that. Um, so it's about the guy that owns tigers. I really don't know the whole thing, but um, it just see, it's one of those things that I don't like being out of the know. If everyone's talking about it, I want to be a part of that conversation. So I think this is like the next thing. Everyone was talking about the circle. Everyone was talking about love is blind. Tiger King seems to be the next docuseries that people are hooked and binging and talking about. Um, But it seems very contentious, a lot of drama and a situation where not a lot of people can relate to. I don't know people that own tiger farms or rescues, whatever you want to call them. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, I don't think I can name anyone. So I'm really excited to kind of dive into something to distract me from, you know, I feel like everyone is in quarantine. Everyone's complaining about working from home about concerned about health I want to dive into something that's a little out of my element so I'm really excited to start that um you kind of compared it to maybe people who enjoy um don't f with cats Mm -hmm. which was an alarming uh docuseries as well but also one that I definitely recommend checking out because I was hooked so I'm really excited to kind of talk about this next week because I'm sure this week I'm just going to cruise through it I'm really excited yeah, Tiger King is on my list as well. And I wanted to read a text that I got that was about Tiger King. It came from one of my friends and she did the whole like, hey, haven't you guys watched this? And we all, everybody else in this group chat were like, oh, like heard about it, but not yet. She was like, it has everything. It has method polyamory, exotic animals, a murder subplot where a woman fed her husband to her tigers, penis piercings, a gubernatorial race, an employee who had to get her arm amputated, Vegas hotel rooms, a tiger sex cult and expired meat from Walmart being served at a zoo side pizzeria. So. <laughs> All right. Forget everything I said. That right there is your pitch. That's if everyone needed a reason to watch Tiger King, it is that text right there. This time next we're talking Tiger King. <laughs> I don't even know what to make. Like I said, I don't even know. It's like you shook up a million things that have nothing to do with my everyday life. And 
again, it, I don't know if I want to watch this, but I'm excited to check it out because it just seems completely bizarro. Yes. Yeah. I'm with you. Okay. So that's our, our homework. I'm holding you to it. All right. Big plans this week. Big this week. <laughs> Tiger King bachelor for work guys. It's for work. Yeah. Sorry, I can't come to that meeting. I'm watching Tiger King. <laughs> I'm gonna deny all my yeah my uh, my meeting requests. No, what's wrong with Tiger King? Yeah, <laughs> busy all week. I'm putting my time in now. <laughs> oh, but yeah, there's a lot going on on Netflix. I think that um, I'm hopeful that they release some things early too. Like I know that ESPN has a Michael Jordan documentary coming out that I'm really excited about. I don't know if there's any sports fans listening. Um, that they said was going to come out uh, in like June or so. And everyone was hopeful that they would release it earlier since we're all inside. Um, they have said that's not going to happen. But, you know, we're just trying to speak that into existence. I love the idea of them surprising everyone. Um, there's been a couple albums in the past couple of days that came out. Like, I need something to just wake up and realize, oh my God, the documentary's out. Because we need something to look forward to. And I think everyone loves the surprise uh, premiere. Yeah. And though... So I guess on the other side of that, though, like Netflix has so much stuff always anyways. Like last, I know another one of their sort of new top 10 things was self-made, which is the Octavia Spencer um, like biopic docu-series um, about Madam C.J. Walker, who was the first female millionaire, I believe. Um, so like, there's all kinds of like, I, at first I was kind of skeptical about Netflix, like top 10 thing where I was like, is this real? Is this like just away from the push what they want to push? But I've been really interested to see like Tiger King's on there. Self-made was on there. Uh, on my block was on there. Like there's so many things that's interesting to sort of, especially now that we're hyper aware of how much everybody else is streaming. It's like, what are mm -hmm. other people using? What's the mood that's getting us through this? That's so true. I think that's the best feature second to skip intro that they added was when they put like number of, because I want to know, I know they say what's trending, but it's 40 titles. Yeah. One of them is always the office or like parks and rec. Of course they're trending. People put it on to go to bed every night, but I love this idea of the top 10. I think it's a great feature. And if you're as indecisive as I am, it's really helpful in, you know, selecting something. If you're as need to be in the conversation as I am it's also nice because you know what your friends are watching so thank you Netflix you've made my life so much easier I appreciate you there should be like a friends feature though where like you can have like your top friends like you do on like Instagram or whatever and it's like I can see or maybe not like what you're watching but like what's trending in your friend group just yeah, don't need to out me networks. yeah <laughs> When I am watching my sad documentaries, but uh, I think there's an, ex <laughs> yeah, I literally always private. Um, there's an extension on Chrome. I think someone in our office sent it to us. And I also saw it on TikTok. I'm trying to keep up with the kids. I saw it on TikTok where you can download a Chrome extension and I guess you can all watch the movie in real time together. Um, I've tried to do that before. I'm like, okay, everyone hit play one two, three, and it's not as successful. Um, so there's an extension floating around out there, um, which is oh, just, again, Netflix. another way. Net oh, Netflix, thank you, Shay. Again, <laughs> my words queen. There's this really cool thing, and I don't know what it's called, but you should look it up, Netflix Party. It's an awesome extension. Um, I downloaded it, and um, we watched like one 10 minutes of a, a movie, and I fell asleep, but it's out there. It exists. It's pretty cool. The technology. I sound like my mom. The technology these days is just incredible. <laughs> Did you know? Yeah. Uh, that's just, I think I've been home too long. Yeah. Technology is great. It's a really cool thing. 
Um, what else? We have a list. We did put a list together of um, some other things, you know, that we have a, a bachelor void in our life. And I'm sure the, the Tana TikToks will get old at some point in time. And we put together a list of some things that maybe we want to watch um, to fill that bachelor void. And I'm looking at some of these and I feel like I've seen most of them, like the obvious ones, um, you know, Love is Blind, The Circle, they've all been trending. Um, the one that is on here that I love, that I really want to watch in the next couple of weeks um, is Dating Around because mm. it, it, it's another one that I feel like has kind of been in the mix. Yeah, and Dating Around is real interesting because it was like almost before 2018 maybe could it have been that long ago and it was it was pre-circle pre-love is blind and you kind of i think there's a second season coming eventually um but it follows like a bunch of different people and they go on like a couple first dates i think um but yeah i i missed it the first time but now i kind of have renewed interest in checking it out i think i may have started this as you're like being like it's a little older I definitely think I started it and just wasn't as hooked but in light of some of the dating shows that we've been on a binge watching like all of a sudden I'm off where the dating shows dating yeah. around we'll associate it with it one of my friends watched all of it and her big takeaway from it was I guess there's a guy on it that on all of his first dates he does shots and like that was like her big takeaway was she was like what like is this a thing? Do are other people doing like shots on their dates? Is it like a straight people thing? Like, do you do shots on dates? And I'm like, ah, no. <laughs> and so like everyone we know for a really long time, it would just be like among like the, I don't know, early conversations where we'd be getting dinner with people like, oh, how are you? Housework? Also, have you ever done a shot on a first date? Um, so that's what I think of when I think of dating around. <laughs> Wait, that's so funny. I guess too one of my like irrational fears of being on reality television I never want to do it I don't have the the courage to do so would be to do something that I thought was totally normal and then all of America is like who does that like ordering shots like that yeah. poor person probably was just like oh of course everyone does this like right, calm this the nerves yeah <laughs> take the edge off and here we are like two years later being like did you see that guy from dating around like what a weirdo yeah <laughs> it's the shot guy yeah like crazy he's got issues but yeah that would be my biggest fear is that I'm just like come on guys like you know this thing and then it's trending on Twitter like Ashley shot date I don't know whatever (laughs) but I think it does reality tv definitely exposes people um in the most innocent way sometimes in shot dude's defense though I think it might have just been my friend that was so bothered by this because it wasn't like it wasn't a thing on Twitter it wasn't like people writing articles about it it was just my friend and then I picked up the mantle too and it was the two of us just asking everyone in Chicago (laughs) honestly I'm intrigued because I think it's kind of strange like if I was on a date with someone they're like shots I'd be like why we're just we're at dinner like we're getting drinks like this is a little out of pocket we need to settle back another drink if it's going well you don't need to do a shot (laughs) I'm just like what yeah no I don't know I would be a little put off by that but again maybe it worked for him I need to watch and find out episode and see um, I think I will. I need to, I need to get through Tiger King. I need to commit. This is my problem. I get really excited and I add all these things to my list and I have a tendency to half watch. I don't know if there's any half watchers out there, but you kind of like put it on while you do laundry or, you know, you go around and make a lunch or get a snack, which turns into making like lunch. 
which mm-hmm. turns into second lunch and like three episodes have gone by. I'm like, yeah, I'd watch that show because Netflix <laughs> told me. And you're watching like, like again or with somebody else and you're like, oh, I mean, it's, I was on season three and it's like you're at season two, episode four. And like I've never seen this before. <laughs> Oh, or like suddenly all the plots make sense. You're like, this is what happened that I missed to get to this point. Got it, got it, got it. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, that is, uh, I'm definitely guilty of that. But, you know, such as we got nothing but time these days to kind of rewind, half watch. There's no shame in that. There's a lot to get through. That's how I get through it all. Got to multitask. We got to multitask. Yeah, we got, you know, Netflix to stream, TikToks to watch. I will say Netflix show that I absolutely love. Um, I'm going to call it Elite. I believe you probably have to throw some accents on there because it's a Spanish show, but I have a personal thing about pronouncing, over-pronouncing foreign words when I say them in English and not the actual foreign language. It's a me thing. Anyways, the third <laughs> season just came out um, and I'm thrilled about it. I didn't finish the second season though because I don't speak Spanish, so I need to read the subtitles. So I need to like fully focus. And I haven't had, like, a good time to, like, sit down and, like, fully get into this world. But the first season was amazing. Um, It is just, it is, someone described it, I think, previously as, like, Gossip Girl meets Riverdale meets Big Little Lies. Um, What is it called? Elite. Elite. Okay. Okay. Um, And it's, it's a good time, but it's a full, like, all attention because, unless you speak Spanish, um, so that's where I'm at. And Netflix shows I want to watch, but have not yet had the time to like give it the attention that it requires. <laughs> okay. No, I'm adding, adding it to my mental list of things to not half watch yes. because I don't obviously think you want to get a Spanish real well. <laughs> no, no, I wish I did. I hate yeah. that I don't, but you know, I thought it was wise to take Italian in high school for four years. And <laughs> where did that get me? Where are the Italian dramas is my question. Yeah. Um, they speak, yeah, no, they're, I don't think I can count to 10. I'm sorry, professor. <laughs> so, so I hope you're not there. I hope this never gets back to you, but I retained nothing. So <laughs> Italian, oops, <laughs> I'm going to start brush up on my Spanish and watch Elite. So we're transitioning. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm excited for all the streaming shows all the time that we have to watch them now. Yeah. I feel like if um, there's anyone out there that is not uh, sports um, savvy, now is your time to shine because yeah. there is no sports talk at the water cooler. There is no, did you see the game last night? Like it is strictly, did you watch Tiger King? What episode are you on? Like that is the blanket small talk these days. And let us know what you're watching. We are all open to recommendations and, you know, pretty much game to give anything an episode or two. Talk about I it. always need, I need someone to make the decision for me. So if anyone wants to send me suggestions, Shay and yeah. I are both on Twitter. We exist. We're out there. You can follow us. You should Netflix also spin it around. Yeah. We have um, a Netflix site here at Fansided called Netflix Life. Definitely give them a follow. We have a Fansided Entertainment account on Twitter at mm-hmm. Fansided underscore ENT. We're all over the socials. We're doing our best to uh, keep them active. So you guys should definitely follow us. Reach out. Be friendly. Don't be a stranger. Um, and we'll keep, we'll be recording this podcast weekly, uh, talking about the bachelor reality, all things streaming. Um, we love your feedback. We love you to reach out, listen, like subscribe. It's on all the major streaming platforms for podcasts. So make sure to go check us out there. Shay, anything else before we do our first, not next, I don't know what to do. You're not here to like, give me the nudge that we're wrapping up. 
<laughs> no, I think that's all. I mean, we've got Tiger King to watch. We gotta go. <laughs> I gotta go. I'm busy. I got Tiger King. I gotta go steal the television from the good TV. I don't know if anyone's fighting over TVs for anyone that went home for quarantine, but we uh we have five people here fighting over that TV, the good TV. So I'm gonna book it for Tiger King later tonight. You gotta get everybody else on board with Tiger King. I mean, you're good. I I think it might be a family like a crowd pleaser. Nice. We'll see. Up until whatever some of those topics, we, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know what that says about my family. That's a crowd pleaser, <laughs> but I think we're open to uh, give it a go. So, all right, I'm gonna go watch Tiger King. Shay, we're signing off. We are indeed. We're signing off. Thank you guys so much for listening. Catch us next week. Like, listen, subscribe. For fans of a pop culture podcast. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.